This is the post-game podcast on the Blood Red channel, bringing you all the big match reaction with views from the press box, the dugout and the stands. The Premier League is finally back and so are Liverpool, but it was far from the ideal start to the season today as the Reds are held 2 all by newly promoted Fulham at Craven Cottage. Welcome along everyone to the post-game podcast on the Blood Red channel, courtesy of the Liverpool Echo with myself, Patrick Smith, after what strangely feels like a defeat for the Reds. The hosts dominated the first hour and led through an Alexandra Mitrovic header before Darwin Nunes came off the bench to grab his first Premier League goal. Liverpool seemed to be asserting their dominance on the game before a Fulham counter-attack led to Virgil van Dijk clashing knees with Mitrovic, who had slot home the resulting penalty. In what strangely felt more like a consolation goal than an equaliser, Mohamed Salah grabbed his sixth consecutive opening day goal to rescue a point for Liverpool, who couldn't quite force that needed winner. It's not all doom and gloom though, as the return of the post-game podcast is sure to put a smile on your face, with Paul Gorst's verdict from Craven Cottage, Jürgen Klopp's press conference and the thoughts of the travelling Liverpool supporters. The post-game podcast on the Blood Red channel. Liverpool's Premier League season has started with a stumble here at Fulham this afternoon after a 2-2 draw at Craven Cottage. Um, an afternoon to forget for Liverpool, really. Uh, aside from the small positives of Darwin Nunes getting off the mark, getting his Premier League accounts up and running, and Mohamed Salah scoring on the opening weekend of a Premier League season for a sixth successive campaign. But uh, they are the, uh, the scant uh, consolations for Jurgen Klopp. He was visibly uh, frustrated with his players. We don't normally hear him question the application or the attitude of his team, but that's exactly what he did post-match. Uh, and in fairness, he probably had the point uh, Liverpool were really poor, particularly in the first half as Fulham, uh, backed by this home crowd, really uh, got in the faces of Liverpool. And we see that quite often from teams when Liverpool go away, but normally they're so adept of sidestepping the dogfight that the uh, home team wishes to drag them into. But not this time, Liverpool were sucking into it and uh, Fulham deservedly led through Alexander Mitrovic at the back post when he headed home. Uh, isolated Alexander-Arnold one-on-one and there was only ever going to be one winner. Uh, Liverpool responded off the bench, uh, Nunes came on around about the 50 minute mark for an ineffective Roberto Firmino and got a team back into it, a lovely ball from Hamad Salah across the face and Nunes sort of finished it off with an almost back heel flick that might have came off a defender but he'll be certainly be claiming that one. And then it looked like Liverpool were going to go on and win it, they were certainly in the ascendancy, it was the first time that we'd seen them really put any pressure on Fulham but uh, Mitrovic won a penalty down the other end, a controversial one, but uh, referee Andy Madley pointed at the spot. Uh, he finished it to make it 2-1 and uh, Liverpool were again made to work to, uh, to fight to come back into the game. They did that, but Salah scored again, um, Tim Reams miscued header into the path of Nunes, he controlled it. Salah stuck it away and Liverpool pushed for the final 10 minutes for the winner, but it wasn't to be. Uh, frustrating draw, it's the first time Liverpool have dropped points of course since um, well, the uh, Tottenham draw towards the end of last season. But, they don't tend to drop many points these days, of course, the uh, unbeaten in 2022, but this will feel like a defeat. Jürgen Klopp was very critical of the team at full time and uh, he had every right to be, in all honesty. It finished here at Craven Cottage. Fulham 2, Liverpool 2. The Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel. Really last week, we the first half, we the first 15 minutes, and what Oh, so we we started actually exactly the opposite way that we wanted. First pass outside, robo, robo pass the ball back. 
just as a little sign, obviously nothing happened there, but uh, we, we said we have to break lines, we have to be, what we did, we played into their hands, so Fulham obviously defends in a 4 4 2. It's a really good system. We realized it all a couple of times, especially when the, when, the, when the opponent is not playing quick enough. Because you always have the, the, the winger, the, the, the eight, and the striker there in a situation when they pass the ball to the outside. It's a pressing trigger. So, and because of that, we never we, we didn't find a, find a way in the game. So, um, when we overplayed that, um, pretty much always, always we were in front of their goal. Um, but it still didn't feel good. Feel right, so because we, we are used to more dominance, and um, we never could get that because we, we just played not good enough, not quick enough, not precise enough, all these kind of things, and that's why I said now a couple of times already. Of my first interview now here, um, the best news about this game is the result. So I'm really fine with the, with the point. Um, I know we could have won the game. That wouldn't have made our performance a little bit better, but we could have. Um, but it would have been too much today. I'm happy for the punishment we got um, with losing two points, if you want. I know we can see that differently. Fulham might say as well they lost two points, um, but that's how football is. So we all we all can see can see it our way. Um, but again, most positive thing result. Gary, after the last uh, week, uh, another goal and assist uh, from the bench for, for Darwin. More revolution than evolution, isn't it, with him? <laughs> well, fine. Um, that's how it should be. So, in a, in a situation like that, when we don't really find a way in front of the goal, um, um, you need this this extra determination, this extra, and the difference as well. It makes it difficult for the for the opponent, obviously. Um, and yeah, great goal. Could have scored. I want to have another one as well, maybe two. Crazy. Um, so he is involved in, in really in, in, in a lot of goal-scoring situations. That's that's really cool, and that's where we have to bring him up. Now imagine we would play good. How often we could set him up then? So um, because that was obviously our main problem, that we uh, that our um, delivery uh, was most of the time not good enough. Always when we, when that was a right, we had massive chances. It's crazy. If I would watch it back, probably if you watch highlights, you could have a completely. Uh, we could misunderstand this game completely because we had a few really good situations, but between the situations we just didn't play well. Just Premier League um, penalty, I think, conceded in 51 games. Any, any thoughts on the penalty? No. Was it a penalty? I heard he touched the ball. That's not interesting. You said penalty, yes? Next to you, the guy? No. <laughs> I'm struggling to see any contact. Oh. Yeah. Fine. I said the result is the best news. They got a, they got a, I, I, was, it a, was it a foul on Hendo? Before the first goal? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I'm lucky. That, no. I, I sit here and talk about, and I have to. That's my only concern. That's the results are, are very important to us, obviously. And I would love to get three points, but I would have loved much more to play really good, to be honest. And we didn't do that, and that's why I'm now in the mood I'm in. And it's my responsibility to find out why we played last Saturday a really good game, surprisingly good game for the moment where we are in the, in, in the preseason. And se seven, seven days later, um, 
they look like completely um, upside down. That, that that doesn't make sense, and that's my responsibility, and that's why I'm, I just talk to you now. But I'm thinking actually only about that, so we, uh, we uh, need to and will figure out what went wrong in that moment. Yeah, yeah apart from good news of the job, there's also bad news with Thiago, which is not going to help your um, injury situation. How bad does that look, and where do you see, how do you see yourself in terms of the, the strength of the squad? Oh, I know what now will come up, so it's, it's, it's clear. So we, we said um, we don't need a midfielder because we, um, we have enough, and we have actually enough. The problem is now, now we, we, this, um, we get now punished for something, but we cannot, it's not our responsibility really. Things like this can happen. Um, nobody could imagine that Curtis gets the thing he gets. It's nothing serious, but he's a young boy. It's a kind of a stress reaction. The bodies are like this. The Nabi is only ill. He will not be back definitely next week again. <laughs> Um, Oxley happened early, and now with with with, with, um, with Thiago, that's of course not not good. So, um, and we will see. I, I I can't look. A transfer must make sense now and in the long term. Uh, as I, we have we have eight midfielders. We have still we have still enough midfielders. It's not that we that we lack midfielders. It's just some of them are injured, and I know part of football business is now getting nervous. We are not, but this is not a good situation. I don't like it at all, um, and we have to see how we react on that. But um, for sure, not panicking. Hi, Julian. Here in the back, I just want to know like, what you think of the Luis Diaz performance today. And just Liverpool is looking very Latin American now with that win and with a lot of nice flavor now. Lucha is a great player, fantastic player. But um, today had a massive chance, super chance. We should have look for offensive players on a day like this is really is really not easy because they depend massively from from how they get set up, how the, the deliveries are, and we. We didn't play well enough to bring them in the right. But when we were there, then you can see immediately how good Lucha is, how he won one crossbar or, or post, I don't know exactly, um, but close. Um, and yeah, brilliant player, but can play better than today, like all the South Americans. <laughs> Last one here. Yeah, we've seen frustrating at times, but. How frustrating is that today on the open day, as you said, as well, after such a good performance last week? What do you want to know on the scale? From 1 to 10 or what? Yeah. <laughs> 12. 12. Very, very, because. Um, it's one of these moments, actually, first moments, I. I I said a couple of times, I feel much more responsible for defeats than for, for if you win. So, and, and that's that's unfortunately my nature. So, yeah, definitely, definitely. The, the, the performance was a defeat. The result is not a defeat, but the performance was a defeat. So, and that's why we have to figure out what happened. And it can happen. And again, we win today and don't learn anything from the game much worse than get a point and learn the right things. I'm fine with that. So that's what we are working on now. That's uh, we, we are not. That's not us today. It was not us today. They don't want to take anything away from Fulham. They did really well. But to be 100% honest, in the moments when we were not only close to what we, what we are, we were in front of the goal and should have scored. So that's the truth as well. So we played a really bad game and get a point. So that's, that's all a, a truth as well. But um, 
playing the way we play is not how we should play, or the way we play today is not the way how we should play, and that's why my um, frustration about that is pretty high. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Bye bye. The Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel. Bring me a darkened room, a soft bed, and some sedatives. The Premier League is back, and already my nerves are as shredded as a Beijing duck. This is Owen from Cop On Podcast, and while we're on the subject of food, Liverpool looked distinctly overcooked today, didn't we? What was up, guys? Too much cycling around the Austrian Alps? Overconfidence against a newly promoted side? A lack of sleep due to the daunting prospect of facing Alexander Mauler Mitrovic in front of his baying home crowd? Before the match, I wouldn't have taken a draw, but being as we were 2-1 down on 79 minutes and looking sloppier than a teenage kiss, had you offered me a draw right there and then, I may not have bitten your arm off, but I may well have sunk some teeth into your shoulder. We deserve to go at least one goal down in that first half, instead of bursting out of the stalls like wild, hungry stallions, we sort of trotted out like daydreaming Shetland ponies, didn't we? I had two or three main problems with our game today. Firstly was the aforementioned lethargy. Secondly, we kept giving the ball away stupidly, uh, especially Henderson, our full-backs, and Mo Salah, none of whom managed 75% passing accuracy. And thirdly, the way that we couldn't adapt or react to the challenges that Fulham posed. All that said, and with the complaints out the way, what a wonderful substitute performance by Darwin Starwin Nunes. He scored one, he made one, and he looked as dangerous as a praying mantis in that karate kid pose. Mo Salah, despite not keeping the ball well, linked up with Darwin marvellously and deserved his record-extending sixth straight opening game goal. And I lured our mental strength to fight for the point and even almost snatch it at the death. Well done on that score, Reds. But this is Owen from Cop On Podcast saying let's do better next time and welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to the loony bin. Hello, Alex Watt, back for another season and not quite how we wanted to start the campaign today, was it? Um, Safe to say we didn't hit the ground running today like we might have hoped after that great performance in the Community Shield last weekend. Really weren't at the races today for so much of the game. Um, So poor in the first half especially, which is to Fulham's credit as well as to us looking rusty. You know, Fulham were very impressive, I thought, in their return to the Premier League after obviously winning the championship last season. 
maybe Craven Cottage will be a difficult place to go this season, which will be interesting to track. But I guess that's the issue with playing a promoted team and last season's championship winners in your first game of the season, which is something we've had for the last few seasons, actually. It can go either way because they are a bit of an unknown quantity because they can't ever play exactly how they did in the championship and dominate the ball. But how they adapt that game can catch teams off guard um, in a game like this. And I think it did with us today. The pressing from Fulham in particular was really impressive, I thought. They didn't let Liverpool breathe. They didn't give us time on the ball. They were keeping us pinned back and away from the final third for big chunks of the game. And obviously had some great chances to score even beyond the two goals they did score. The key thing for them will be maintaining that level this season, keeping that organisation and adapting to what the big teams do because when Liverpool changed their approach at points in the game, Fulham did struggle. We just didn't take as much advantage of it as maybe we could have done. Uh, Mitrovic obviously got their two goals, won that penalty and he was a bit of a nightmare for us today. His hold-up play, work off the ball... Just his constant threat was impressive. Obviously, annoying as it was to watch from a Liverpool fan perspective. Maybe this will be the season he finally catches full fire in the Premier League. We'll see. He he had a great game, unfortunately for us. Um, from our perspective, you know, as I said, nowhere near our best today. But we have got out of there with a point, which is a positive. And we did nearly win it at the end as well with that Hendo strike. If Jordan Henderson had scored that goal after I could see certain Reds fans on my timeline moaning about him for the whole match. It would have been quite a moment. But yeah, there were so many issues today with like Salah not being able to get on the ball enough and us lacking the finishing up top. So kind of fitting, I suppose, we finally got the equaliser of the first goal once Salah started getting more space on the right. Nunes came on, obviously Salah with the assist, lovely finish from, from Darwin Nunes. Um, you know, Darwin offers us something so different to what we've typically had in recent seasons because of how he occupies defenders in that classic number nine way almost. And he, he could have got more goals in the end. I mean, Salah got the second, so assisting a goal when we weren't at our best and we needed him to dig us out of that hole a little bit. It's kind of what you've come to expect from him. He does it very often. Um defensively we were not great today which was strange you know Van Dyke giving a penalty away is something you basically never see you know I'm still not convinced there was contact there with Mitrovic but he stuck his leg out he asked the question which is a rare error from him really um you know as a man who never plays fantasy football um I decided to get involved this year and I can't help but feel like I jinxed Trent Alexander-Arnold and Van Dyke slightly by putting them in my team straight away for today. But um, assisting goal for Salah, though, so maybe I just jinxed two of the three players I put in my team. Um, the thing is, if we lived in normal Premier League football times, you could chalk a draw like this up to a bad day at the office. You know, we'd just be like, ah, oh, rough first day of the season will move on. The The problem is City and Liverpool have set the levels so high over the last few years that any drop points is seen as almost a minor disaster um, and feels like we're giving City an advantage before they've even kicked their first ball of their Premier League season. So, yeah, it's not ideal and fingers crossed West Ham can cause them some problems tomorrow. But 
There's obviously 37 games to go, so I don't think people should be losing their heads just yet. But obviously would have been nice to see a lovely routine win today rather than what we got. But hey, it's nice to have Premier League football back through all its ups and downs. Let's hope we can rally and kick on next weekend against Palace. And maybe a start for Darwin Nunez next time, please, Jürgen. Um, Cheers. Up the Reds. You've been listening to the Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel.